Island. We good? What was that? Uh, this is just a little fluffy doof that goes on the top of a lapel oh, mic. Oh yeah. And my friends uh David. Give it back. <laughs> my friend David were really bad at handshakes. Whenever yeah. we have handshakes, they go really badly. And then yesterday we were like, oh, fine. Like we bumped into each other on a walk into work and both of us were like, we'll nail this one. Stuck out the hand and it was like, fine. But then all of a sudden I like jerked his earphones out of his ear and the two little bugs came out and <laughs> lost them. And then a, a Lewis nearly hit him. <laughs> was like, we should never shake hands again. Well, anyway, time to talk about about what, what, want. what people want. Yeah. What people want is a good handshake. Yeah. So, yeah, we saw some films. You guys might have seen. There's some new, a new film out called What Men Want. Yeah. Which was a, a lady version. Lady and black version. A black of, lady version of what men... Or what, what men women want. want. Or what women want. The Mel Gibson 2000. classic. 2000, indeed. Mm. Um, so, of course, on the 19th anniversary of that classic, they remade What Men Want, which but, has a, a lady and Tracy Morgan in it. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Um, there wasn't really a Tracy Morgan character in What Women Want. <coughs> no. There was Darcy, the woman he was pursuing, but that was really... Was she the Tracy Morgan? I guess she was, because it sounds Kinda. the same. She... <laughs> That's the rule. Yeah. Um, so how do we go this? We jump in. I'd, ha- I'd like to talk on the broader topic of uh, gender swap reboots. Yeah, so Ghostbusters. Lady Ghostbusters. Ocean's 8. Ocean's I actually eight. enjoyed Ocean's 8, though. Did you? But I've never seen Lady Ghostbusters. Rihanna looked cool in it. That's what it's called, right? Lady Ghostbusters. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. That's what I got. Um, Um, Get this. uh, Here's what's in the works. Lady Lord of the Flies. Really? (laughs) Yeah. With the exact same kind of characters. It's going to be a big fan. It's in production. There's no cast released yet. But they're like, yeah, gender swapped Lord of the Flies. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a weird one to do. It worked really well in like a rom-com. I mean, like, I guess something Lord like of the Flies, yeah. But Lord of the, it's about the inhumanity of man and how close we are to the descending into savagery. Yeah, it's like, you don't they, need, that's not a gendered thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, are they going to have the, you know, are the women going to descend into savagery? Is his name Piggy? One of the fat Piggy. Fat Piggy's kids. my favourite man. Yeah. You never learn what his real name is. Yeah. <laughs> they just call him Piggy. They'll have to have a, I guess they'll just call her Piggy as well. I suppose, yeah. I bet they're gonna wuss out and getting an ugly fat girl to do that role. Yeah. But it's, Ma- it's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> or Australian Melissa McCarthy. Nah, yeah. Nah, I'm not I'm so bloody wacky. We were doing this the other night, and uh, I don't know, my, I think I started out okay with my impression of her, but it really got quite bad pretty you got, quick. You got creative with it. Mm. When we were in the cinema, it was maybe like us and. Four other people. Yeah. Five other people. It's the death of the theatre. I'd say there's ten people there. Yeah. But it's, it's just such a small... Isn't the Savoy in Dublin? Shout out Savoy. those guys. Yeah. We should have told them we were doing a podcast and tried to get a... They would have given us free... Uh, we had a... Free access. <laughs> we were buying the tickets in the cinema. And <laughs> <laughs> we got separate, yeah. Separate. Yeah, yeah. We were like at the opposite end of the room because that's what the tills freed up in that way. And they were asking us like, oh, where do you want to sit? And I, I was like, oh, I don't know. What, uh, what, is, what did he say? <laughs> no, you were like, <laughs> my, my till lady asked your till lady, or like asked you, you're like, where do you want to sit? And you were like, I don't know, next to him. <laughs> 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 I think they found that funny, though. They did. They loved us there. Yeah. I was trying to get nachos as well, part of the meal deal, but they, they wouldn't. They didn't let you. I had to buy them. <laughs> I did actually fall asleep for about two minutes during the movie. Did you? But then I got very hyped up because we started making funny comments. <laughs> so anyway, what... Men want. Alright, do you want to start with that one? Yeah. 
So it has, straight off the bat, I think, like, the first three characters... Well, the first character you're introduced to is the gay guy, the gay assistant. Well, no, the first character you're introduced to is... Uh, well, it's her. What's her name? Ali? Holly. Wasn't it Holly? I think it's Ali. Okay, let's go... Whatever with, her name is. Let's you go with Halley. Halley, yeah. On average. How about Mr. Barry? Mr. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, so Halley's there, you know. She's, she's a go-getter. She's working in... Um, the first, she's a sports agent. Yeah, she's on a treadmill. On a treadmill, and she's doing some black girl magic business. She's yeah. Like, oh, you better, better get the. I'm not going to get too lean too hard into the accent. <laughs> yeah. I stopped myself from. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, you better get these odds. Better get what I want. I'm a go getter. Yeah. And then her gay assistant comes in. Yeah. Played um, by your man. Played by the guy who's big head in uh, Silicon Valley. Is that big head? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I didn't very realize different characters. at all. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's funny, isn't it? Um, he comes in. She's on the treadmill. It's kind of introducing her as a character. Yeah. And I guess we maybe we'll do a little side by side as we go through. And yeah. Because what women want starts out with he's Nick in what women want, right? Um, I think his name's Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's the it shows him in his early life. The intro to that is like a voiceover. His ex-wife, I think, is talking, mm. and she's like, "Nick was a chauvinist." Like what was it? He technically didn't have a dad, right? Yeah, he, he was a single mother, and his mother was a showgirl in Vegas. Yeah. And he grew up in the showgirl club backstage. Like, hanging out. money and watching guys slapping booties and everything. Yeah, think. can-can girls were, like, rubbing their tits on him. There's stuff a full like that. Yeah, like, when he's a 10 years old in that first scene, there's a girl who, like, just shakes her boobs at him. And yeah. he's like, nice. <laughs> and that's kind of, like, that kind of shows how he became how he is, right? Yeah. And they don't really do that more than want. Or what men want. She's no. just on a treadmill, which is fine. That's fine. You know, she's running along. She's off into work then. Yeah. And she has, yeah, it's, a, look, it's the same film, guys. More or less. Just gender swap. They have, they both are expecting to get a promotion, be made partner. They're working in like high powered roles. See, in company. he's not really in a, she's in a male dominated industry in that she's a sports agent. Mm. Whereas he is uh, he's advertising. In the he's in the male dominant. Which industry. he's one of the males that are dominating. Yeah, because when they introduce in what women want, when they introduce the idea of this girl working at the company, he's like, what? Are you crazy? I hear she's a real ball buster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's the premise. of That's the, the background of each individual who, mm-hmm. who then gets these powers later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she goes in. And she's expecting to be made partner. There's all this. She's like, I'm going to be partner today, girls. Mm. And like her assistant, she's like, have that champagne ready. Mm. Which is the same in what women want as well. Mm. Um, but then, of course, you know, your man, typical white man, boss, throws... Yeah. American football. The company out, so. in that movie is so unrealistic. Mm. It's like, <laughs> lads. Even the, the, the that guy himself, the CEO of the company, the one line that he has where it's like... Uh, um, you just don't get on with men. Yeah. Well, yeah maybe yeah. you should stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Just like real. I don't know. Maybe maybe that does get said to women, but see, like, uh, that might happen because that was like a backdoor thing. That's after she doesn't get the job. He throws yeah. a football. <clears throat> the way the way he decides he gets a job is he throws a football at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like how does that work? And she overzealously jumps up on the table and grabs the football. When it was for the guy sitting two seats. Yeah, and right. she's like. <laughs> Yeah, she's, and she goes in too hard. She's chuffed. We should say, uh, spoiler warning. Yeah, well, this whole podcast is going to ruin the, the entire movie. I think it's going to make it better. 
Yeah. Um, you can't really make it worse. Yeah, you know. Well, not, the, it wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah, I should say, it was, it, it was like, I was, I was hoping it'd be worse. Yeah. It'd be easier to riff on. Than... Exactly. I'd never watch it again, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Now, I think, was it the writer of Girls' Night? One of those? I haven't seen that. It's a lady comedy writer, I think. Right. Maybe that sounds bad. Anyway. Yeah. In the in one of the opening scenes of What Women Want, so I feel like we're going to confuse the listeners with these titles. Let's just call it the Mel Gibson one. Mel and... What's and the name of the actress? Tracy Morgan one. I, uh, hold on now. <laughs> I think we should say the name of the, the female lead. What's her name? It was like Tajiji Henson or something. She was in something else, wasn't she? Recently? She was in a, <laughs> She was in Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man too. Oh, so she's good at these. <laughs> it was... Think Like a Man was a film made to sell Steve Harvey's book of the same name in which he tells women how to behave. Is it also about like people who can hear thoughts and that? No, it's not actually about who can hear thoughts. Okay. His advice to women is think like a man but act like a lady. It was Taraji P. Henson. There and you you're go. right, her name was Ali. I always heard Holly. I definitely knew I was right, but I was being polite. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll say Henson or Gibson. Henson or Gibson. Oh, those are too similar. Okay, no, the they're Gibson, not that similar. The Mel Gibson one, anyway, um, in one of the opening scenes, it just cuts to his daughter walking down the street with her two friends, mm. and she just cold goes straight into, like, my dad, he's like an uncle to me. That was a good line. Yeah, it's a very funny line, but I, it makes me wonder, like, what were they saying before that? Were they just like, hmm, tell me about your dad. Hey, uh, daughter, what's your dad like? Yeah, is your dad like an uncle to you? <laughs> my dad? He's like an uncle to me. I mean, hey, Martin, what's your dad like? <coughs> He's like an uncle to me. No, you feel my dad. <laughs> my dad. Yeah, that's He's the start. Like it's like there's me. different disembodied voices talking <laughs> about Mel Gibson. Yeah, talking about him. Um, Gibbo setting up the scene. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they don't get the job. A man gets it instead in Henson's Henson's, Henson's class. But in Gibson's, a woman gets the job that he's going for, which is like this lead marketing director on mm. a new project. And there's a small but important difference here. In Gibbo's one, he's in the male dominated industry. He's in the ruling class, as you will. Yeah. And the CEO... Likes him. Yeah, he's a mate with him. And he tells him, look, we're bringing in a woman because we need a woman's perspective. The yeah. CEO is actually making... He's like a good guy, the CEO. Yeah. He's making a good decision. He's like, we need a woman's voice in this advertising game. She's really good. Bring mm-hmm. her in. Sorry, Mel. Um, but where in What Men Want, it's like, even though you're a great agent... I'm not giving... I'm just going to give this, this to a man. Because I like yeah, men. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. So it's like, she's had an injustice done in her, where Mel Gibson really... He's doing had, the he, he was He's the problem. Yeah. You know? And that, 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 that is the main difference, is that, other than the fact that she's a woman and black. Is the fact that, yeah, Mel Gibson kind of... He was in a worse... He was a bad guy, and then he became a better guy. But she's good all the time. She was good. She just kind of trodden on. But then she did learn things as well. She so. is... The villain in What Men Want is the system. Mm. Where Mel Gibson is kind of the, the villain. The villain then the hero as well. He's also the hero, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, they don't get the job. They're both devastated. They go drinking. Yeah. She goes out with her dad to the pub. Yeah. This bit, Oh, yeah, and this is her thing. She's like a really... She's, she's sort of a woman that's maybe acting like a man a bit. In that right, she's, she's very male. Like, I think she thinks aggressive. that's what she's doing. She's like, this is what you have to do in a man's world to get ahead. Mm. You have to be you have to be more aggressive than the men. Yeah. You know? And her dad's a boxing coach, and she goes boxing afterwards. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that makes sense, yeah. She vents by sparring that. with him. Yeah. It's a very empowering. <laughs> and then they go out for a drink. 
and they're in a bar and she's like her dad's like her dad's like yeah oh my god she's like hold on I'm gonna fuck the bartender yeah dad. basically she's like <laughs> and like she doesn't say that but it's implied she's like who's that I'm gonna go chat to him dad go home go home dad I'm gonna <laughs> fuck the bartender and, yeah. and the dad's like throwing his eyes up to heaven yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's always fucking these bartenders alright go fuck the bartender yeah so that was a weird dynamic mm. between the the daddy daughter uh, open fuck conversation that sets up her uh, that's the meet cute as well with her uh, yeah so that's the main the romantic interest. interest yeah so he's a so single father whereas in Mel Gibbo's one is the coffee lady no well at first it's Dar- the coffee lady Darcy who is the uh, the, the woman who replaced him yeah. she's a love interest yeah. but in this one the love interest is someone not involved at all he just works in the bar he's a nice guy yeah um so that's something. Maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's some there analysis is, you can do on that. There's two love interests in the Gibson one. Because there's the coffee girl at the start. He, he is also sort of riding around the clock in the Gibbo one. He is, yeah. Oh, we got, I think the stories kind of diverge at this stage. So They do a bit. We stick, I'll, we'll tell out what women want. Right, go on then. So, so Gibbo. Gibbo is so, presented as a, the alpha male. He's a man's very man. Very alpha male, yeah. You know? Yeah, all this stuff, like, he would make so many comments about, like, oh, too much estrogen in this, in everything these days. He's, like, he's a, he's a jerk. He's, like, yeah. very chauvinistic. But they make a point in, like, oh, man's man. Everyone looks up, all other men look up to yeah. him. Yeah, and they kind of do. Yeah, but like I, in, I think that's unrealistic, though. In I've never gone up to someone who has a lot of sex. I'd be like, hey, man. I'd be like, ha, you're a great man. Well, there was, so there was that line in, they were queuing up for coffee. And he was really persistently asking the barista for a date. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no. And somehow he pivoted it so that she was He like, is very charming. Yeah. So she was like, okay, fine. I'll go on a date. And then the guy behind him in the queue was like, hey, man, that was inspiring. That's... Like, no one would say that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> maybe that's... Maybe in America they would. Maybe. We should probably... We're going to America soon. We should tell people they're Ooh. inspiring. There might be a special New York episode of the podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so we'll give that a go. Yeah. Well, so, do you want me to stand behind you and you ask the coffee lady out? And I'll go, <laughs> hey man. Ha, I don't know you. <laughs> but that was inspiring. Yeah, let's wingman each other just by like saying, like, oh man, that was really inspiring the way you did that. Yeah. Just crossing the road and stuff. We'll like walk a couple of paces apart so it doesn't look like we're together. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, I, I'm a random stranger. But that was great. <laughs> that was inspiring but yeah so there's a lot of unrealistic writing in in the Gibbo yeah in the Gibson one which I, I for this sort of film you can kind of forgive that mm-hmm. it's a bit suspension of disbelief it's like yeah. look it's one of those movies where the guy came up with the concept of just like oh, imagine a guy can hear women's thoughts mm. and then kind of went with it from there sure. uh, Gibbo's one had a lady director I believe oh really I think so nice well, anyway, so there's a scene where Gibson's at work and this woman's like, guys, we have to start pushing, pushing women's products. We all need to like start thinking like women and stuff like that. And she gives them all a box of uh, these items. Yeah, these are av- products that need advertisement. And they're women. There's like lipstick in there. Yeah, cause that's the, and she, this is the, see, the woman who's got his job. Yeah. Darcy. Darcy. Love interest. So there's lipstick in there. There's like tights, um, all sorts of women's stuff. And he goes home and he's like, right. I better start being a professional and start thinking like a woman. Got to get into the mindset. Got to get into the mindset of a woman. So, as you do, he starts cross-dressing. He gets drunk first. 
drunk. Yeah, well, he kind of gets drunk while he does it. He 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 eases into it as well. He puts mm. on the exfoliating strip first. Oh yeah, and then he waxes as well. Which is just a little thing. Then he does a little wax. Yeah. And he's like, right, pantaloons. Pantaloons. Or pantyhose. Pantyhose. He does his nails. And he's like, right. It's quite an amusing scene. It is, because then his... So his daughter, who is not a big fan of him, as she thinks... Oh, we should set up his... So he's has an ex-wife. Yeah. And his daughter he doesn't see very often, but his ex-wife is remarrying on a honeymoon. Therefore, his daughter has to stay with him for two weeks. Yeah, and she's 15. Yeah. And she's going to prom soon. And she got a boyfriend. She got a boyfriend who's eighteen, which is not making Mel Gibson very happy. But anyway, Mel Gibson cross cross dressing, drunk to bits. Um, so he gets walked in on by his fifteen year old daughter and her boyfriend. Yeah. And you know that really under that really makes him it shakes him. Oh my God, Dad! Why are you embarrassing yeah. me like that? And he's there just like, oh, I'm Mister Testosterone, and here I am. He has to alpha male the boyfriend then. Yeah. In pantyhose. Exactly. Which he sort of pulls off. Yeah, it's a tough move to pull off. He is yeah. kind of jacked. In yeah. That film. yeah. <laughs> um, but then anyway, the way... So what happens is he ends up slipping on a load of marbles and he's holding onto a hairdryer and the bathtub is full. Yeah. And one thing leads to another and he gets electrocuted while he's cross-dressed. Mm-hmm. And he is therefore able to hear women's thoughts yeah. after which, when he wakes up. Which makes total sense. Yeah. That's how you do it. I might try that later. <laughs> Before you do that, would you? Um, you should probably do a will and put me in it. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. In case. So yeah, yeah then he he. So he, this, he has this maid that comes in. This maid, yeah. That's when he realizes there's that scene as well. This is the there's a parallel across the two movies here. Is the scene where they realize that they're uh, yeah. There's several moments that these this concept needs. Like there needs to be a moment where they get the power. And there needs to be a moment where they realize they have the power. Yeah, because they don't realize it first. They're just like. So he hears the maid thinking. But the maid, she has her back to him. Yeah, the maid is very cheeky anyway, so a lot of the thoughts that she has are no cheekier than the things that she'd say to him. He's like, she's like, what did he do now? Yeah, and he's like, huh, I didn't do anything. And, and they're like, like, did I say something? I didn't say anything. Yeah, so that's when you know, like, ooh, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine when you go into this movie, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, because some will be like, hey, do you want to go see this new Mel Gibson film? Uh, he can hear what women think in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, we know. We it's not a spoiler kind of thing. It is sort of fun to watch him realise that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he has, he has this interaction with the maid. He's like, this is a bit off. I am hungover and a bit wrecked. Mm. So maybe this chalks it up to a weird little thing. Yeah. He goes outside and there's this door lady who is thirsty for him. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, that's a fine piece of ass you've had there. <laughs> we love that. He did the voice. <laughs> She's black. <laughs> and, uh, She's like, looking at that fanny. And then, he, and then he's like, "What did you say to me?" She's like, "I didn't say anything." Yeah, I'm not doing the voice. Anymore. And she's like, "Except for looking at that fanny." And then he's like, oh, "You know what? I'm not going to get a taxi. I'm going to walk." And he walks off. Um, I'm but not. He's, he's starting to cop on now. The barrage of tots. Yeah. And he's free. He's a bit freaked. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> And like, what do women think about it? They're like, hmm. A lot of them are just like, a lot of the anal isn't cheating, right? No, that's in what men want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was like, he's walking through a park and it's just loaded like, oh, why won't he tell me this? Why? Like, oh, I got to do this later. I got to go pick up the kids from there. Da, da, da. Yeah. It's a lot of just like general. There isn't like. It's a good uh, opportunity for him. Does he look at a dog then? He looks at a dog, a poodle that goes, Monsieur, I want to poop. <laughs> that's funny. I told you my idea for looking at the dog, which yeah. would have been funnier, I think. What was it? They look at the dog. Like the setup to this is they at this scene they're realizing they have the powers. They go, okay, listen to women or men. And then, and then they go, what does it work on a dog? And they look yeah. at a dog, and the dog just go and like they hear the dog's thoughts, but the dog is just like, 
Things in barracks. Yeah, we can't translate it. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, so then he gets into work. This this is the funniest joke in the uh, Mel Gibson one that mm. they don't do in um, the Henson one. Right. Uh, when he gets up, he has these secretaries who are kind of dim. Yeah, that was actually very good. The I funniest bit. Down, he's like, yeah. listen, he, every woman he meets, he's hearing her talk. Yeah. And then he like talks to the women and he's like pausing to see if he can hear their talks and Nothing. it's just silence. Yeah. They're just like smiling at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just dim. Not thinking of anything. <laughs> Absolute dims. But then there was, so there's one of his secretaries in work. Wants to kill herself. Yeah, there's that girl, but there's oh, right. there's another one, the blonde one, and there was this one bit where it was just obviously like, if you if you remove the fact that he can hear women's thoughts, it was like ten seconds of silence. Like, <laughs> that, that both of them seem to be comfortable with. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's his secretary, and she's like, mm, I've got this coffee, this jerk some coffee. Even though I coffee. went to an Ivy League college. Yeah, it's like I get paid minimum wage, but I spend all of my time calling my boyfriend in Israel, and, and he's, he's just, just like there, quizzically so- staring at her like. And she's like, she's obviously not talking either. And she kind of has a sassy massage. Yeah. And it's just a really weird interaction right at the top. Just but two you know, people staring at each other. That's the blurring of reality that is necessary for this film. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a suicidal girl who works there. Yeah, there's a girl, and they don't do this in Henson one either, but she's like, oh, what have I just killed myself? Would anyone would, notice? Would anyone notice if I was gone? And like, I feel her story arc throughout the movie is really uh, weird. Because... All he does, like he he obviously knows that she's having these suicidal thoughts, and then all he does is like ask her her name one day, mm. like Erin, and then at the end when it's like they're all worried that she might have killed herself, that's when he's like, oh, I should probably go check on. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you can literally hear women's thoughts the yeah, whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, ah, she's fine. <laughs> he is, he does be a bit nicer to her, mm-hmm. but then he finds he does. Um, that that plot line is a bit crowbarred in. Yeah, it's like you can tell. it's like they wrote the script and they're like, oh. Imagine if he heard someone's gonna kill themselves. Yeah, which is a cool idea. Because she was unrelated to any of the other parts mm. of the story, so they definitely just tack that on at the it's end. It's just a bit of a nice guy thing for him to do. Yeah. Um, but we digress. So he goes to work, um, and he, he's he has a mate. He has a mate who yeah. And he's like, man, I can hear women's thoughts. Mm. He's like, you're crazy man, too much Hennessy last night or mm. something. This guy's never a chauvinist. Yeah. And um, so he doesn't believe him about his power, but he's like. No, look, I can do it. Look, that woman thinks you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's got one of his buddies there. Mm. And uh, so it kind of progresses with a load of little funny hijinks of him getting into all sorts of trouble or being able to hear women's thoughts. So yeah, anyway. the, the next maybe 20 minutes is him being really worried that he has this power. Mm. He wants to get rid of it. So what he eventually does is he goes see sees his old uh, marriage counselor. Yeah. And he, convince, he, he convinces her that he can hear her thoughts because he's like, oh, think of a number. And this he, is the difference between the Henson and Gibson. Yeah. Like, it takes Gibson ages to get anyone to believe him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> which, the, which is more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to do some really specific... He has to do a series of knowing very specific things she's thinking about. Yeah, and then she believes him finally. And she's all excited then. She's like, like she's, like, she's like, like, you shouldn't... You should use this power. And then he's like... Oh, ho, ho. I'll learn from it. Maybe I can use this to succeed at work. Yeah. So he, she, her idea is like, we should use, you should use this power to kind of learn and build and see what it's like to be a woman and learn women's struggles. But he's like, 
I'll use this power to steal all the ideas from Darcy and tell them to my boss before she can vocalize them. That ball stomping bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so like she'll be there's a lot of scenes where she'll be having a thought and it'll be like, oh, what about if we advertised it? Like it'll be like, oh, Nike, not we don't play games, we play sports. And then he'll say it like right after she thinks it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right before she can say it. Right before she can say it. And the, their boss is like, oh, that's a great one, Nick. He does, and like she's like, oh, Darcy, tell me what to think of this ad copy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's a bit parochial. And he's like, it's a bit parochial. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> she is, uh, I suppose you'd never think that someone was doing that if someone did. Yeah, you'd, you'd never. Yeah. But I was like, there was a lot of times where it's like, surely you just thought that verbatim. Surely you'd be like, this is really weird. Or like, I need to get and something she, she, she does react a bit like, oh. But like you'd you'd go home for a nap or something. You'd think like oh something's but she's constantly like huh that's crazy coincidence Un- uncanny. <laughs> I was literally having that thought. <laughs> <laughs> so she's kind of but she's lovely. She seems like a nice person. Who plays her? She's great. Helen Hunt. She's lovely. She's got a massive forehead now. Does she? Yeah. Did it get bigger? Do you think? Well, maybe her face got smaller. Do you know that your forehead never stopped growing? Uh, I don't know if I believe that. That's true. Neither your ears also never stop growing, as does your nose. I've heard your eyeballs don't grow much at all. Oh, you, st- you start with your... You, when you're a baby, you have the same size eyeballs as you do now. Basically, yeah, yeah. That's why babies are cute, big little eyes. I have tiny ears. You do have little tiny ears. I don't have any earlobes. Oh, uh, yeah. If we're having ear confessions. That's true. That's disgusting. No, it's... I'm, I, I always read it that I'm the next step in evolution. Yeah, you know I'm not weighed down by your flapping earlobes. That's true. I'm, I'm streamlined. I'm not aerodynamic. Oh, your earlobes are very stretchy. Yeah, but it's good for hearing things. I can hear more gossip than you. I've got great hearing. No, you. I just, bet I have a better hearing. You've got you. streamlined hearing. Do you know I'm classically trained in hearing? Oh yeah. <laughs> I can hear anything. Well, like in music and stuff. You're, you know, class. You're classically toilet trained. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I got modern toilets. I went toilet to the trailer. Royal Irish Academy of yeah. Toilets. One flush. <laughs> do, 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 do. Five squares per person. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 they taught me how to be very economical with my toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. What are we talking about? We're talking about what men want and what um, women want. Um, right, so he's realised he can use this power for his, uh, to his advantage. Yeah. And then it's like, happy days for Mel Gibson. Yeah. And he's also using it to pick up chicks. Yeah, so... Which he could do anyway. There's the coffee girl. and He, does he gets the, coffee girl before... Before the love interest really develops with Darcy. Yeah. But the coffee girl thing is like, he could... They, they went off, had a date, and then went back to coffee girl's place. Mm-hmm. And he could obviously hear her thoughts. And she was like, oh, your penis isn't as big as you said it was, in her head. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, God. Yeah, they're having sex. Um, this is another classic scene in this sort of film. Yeah, you have it's to have a sex scene. You realise that... Because, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, man, there's... You know, they, <coughs> they do a cum, and then they're done. <laughs> yeah. But he becomes more attentive to her needs. Yeah, and, and then, he's like gone away. He's doing his usual moves, and she's like, "Oh, what is he doing? He I goes, wish he'd hurry up and finish." And then, like, he goes to regroup in the bathroom by himself, and he's like, "I should just use this power." He's, and he starts being really. He's like, "Maybe I should listen to her." He responds <laughs> to everything she's thinking and everything, and, and she rocks. He rocks her world. She has an absolute blast. But then, what does he do? He goes six days without calling her. Yeah, he goes soon. So she shows up later in the movie after him and Darcy. <laughs> Mel Gibson and Darcy have kind of hit it off. Mm-hmm. Coffee girl comes banging on his window after standing outside. She's waiting outside his building. Three hours, yeah. yeah. 
and uh, she's like, you didn't call me for six days. That really hurt me. That was a really shitty thing to do. I think he could hear her thinking like, oh, I hope he doesn't hurt me like this other guy. Exactly. And she said that before that she didn't yeah, want to yeah. get hurt. And uh, then she's like, yeah, you really hurt me. And she's like, but you know what? I know your little secret. And he's like, you do? <gasps> oh my God. And this is like three quarters of the way through the film. Yeah. So he's like, how did she figure it out? Wow. Finally. He feels, you can sense a bit of relief coming from him. He's like, oh, someone knows. Someone I can confide in. Yeah. And she's like, you're gay, aren't you? Because uh, the reason he was so attentive and good at listening was because he's gay. And then he ends up being like, yep, I'm gay. Because you can hear her thinking like, oh, he's not gay. He's like, please be gay. He's going to ruin me if he's not gay. <laughs> so he's like, oh yeah, big time. Big, big time gay. Big gay boy. <laughs> oh, me, love him. Oh, well, I love being gay. <laughs> um, but that sex scene as well, where he rocks her world, they have the bit after it. Where she's like, you are a god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> which I think he's a sex god. That, that's a, if you're making a film like this, that is always going to happen. Yeah. You know, you uh, and it does happen in one end one. He well. peaked. That's when he peaked in the movie anyway. Yeah. That's his high point. <coughs> then he starts to kind of, oh, as well. And um, he notices about, they sort of, they have him, he comes in the first day when he can't read, read vines. And, uh, he everyone loves him he thinks everyone loves him he's cracking jokes he's telling he's, there's a girl eating a danish and yeah. he's like oh i wouldn't eat that if i were you mm-hmm. and he's like hey good figure and all this sort of chauvinistic comments and those, he, th- he thinks ones. everyone loves him but yeah. then he comes back in again when he can read minds and everyone's like what a what a creep this yeah. guy's a dick i hate him <laughs> and, but they're all like smiling at him yeah. and he, he realizes that everyone hates him <laughs> yeah exactly. and there's a bit of like scrooge uh themes in, in the whole thing it is a bit yeah you know it's like being there like the ghost of christmas present yeah because it's like you are the ghost to these like people's thoughts um but the, do you remember the scene in the in like the coffee station in work mm-hmm. where the guy like uh, mel gibson is just wowing all the women like talking to them or like He's like, you know what, your husband, if he's watching TV all the time and then expects you to turn on like a light, that's just not on. And she's like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to write that down. And he's nailing all of his advice. The women love him. At this point, he started to become a bit of a better person. A fantastic person. He's learned he's to listening. listen to women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the main thing, is that he actually just started listening. Yeah, yeah. And even like, and it's true his power, but without the power, he could probably be doing this anyway, if he was just an attentive, nice guy yeah. and saw them as people, you know? Exactly. Because he is very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing it with his daughter as well. Like he's listening. She, oh yeah, the daughter. Like she wants to go to prom. She wants a nice dress. He's still a bit sketchy about the eighteen-year-old guy. I like the bit where uh, he comes in and her friends are there. Oh, they're yeah. all looking at him and they're like, "Hi, Mister Nick," or whatever. And then they think like, what, and she's a like "Deadbeat, dad. deadbeat." Not a scrap of food in the house. You he's didn't like, remember you know, girls. Place. You know, girls. There's no food in here. Why don't you order a pizza? Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Wow." And then and they all love him by the end of it. Yeah, and he's like, "I'll buy you a prom." Someone tells him that the prom dress is the most important thing about everyone. Yeah, and he's like, "You know what? I heard the prom dress is the best part. How about I take you out shopping and buy you everything?" And then she thinks to herself, "Like, you know what? I'm gonna buy the most expensive makeup and shoes." And he's like, "What the heck? Let's get makeup and, and shoes, shoes as well." Yeah, he's like, he's bulletproof. At <laughs> yeah, point. winning. Oh, but then there's a little sad bit at the next part of that storyline yeah, where so she he takes her to buy a dress. Mm. And he's like, they're doing trying on the dress. He's, she's like, oh, he likes this and else. I hate it. And he's like, nah, I do like it. Yeah. But then the power kind of turns on him then. Because <clears throat> you can hear all the mean things she's thinking about him. Mm. She's like, what the fuck, dad? You can't just like show up and like expect to be mom will do it. Forget you, dad. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I felt for him then. I was like, oh, that's, that's hurtful. Because he, he's trying as well. Yeah, yeah he, he was re- he's making a big effort at that yeah. point. She has a point, though. She, she does. Like, he's been a terrible father to her, obviously, for so long. 
But then there's this bit where she's thinking while they, while she's trying on the dresses, she's like, she thinks to herself, "Oh, I can't believe this is going to be the dress that I lose my virginity in." Oh yeah, and he's, and like, when he's like, "What?" Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "I need to talk to you about something." Oh yeah, that's it. He gives her the talk, and yeah. then, then she's thinking all about her, or does she just say it to him? I can't remember. Now. Regardless, he hears the hurtful. He stuff. hears, yeah, and he's a bit worried. But anyway, does she go forward. ride your man then? No. So at the prom, uh, so his ex-wife calls him. And it's like, Jesus, uh, our daughter's called me like so many times she's crying, but then the signal cut off. It's like, where, you're supposed to be there, like, pick her up. And he's like, oh shit, I forgot about it. So he drives, he floors it to the prom, and she's there crying in one of the cubicles. And he's like, oh, honey, what happened? And apparently, um, the guy she was with, the 18 year old guy, like, was like, oh, you're a virgin, it's not cool. And then went off kissing his ex. Which is a, you know. Yeah, I know. It's not realistic. I know, I know. <laughs> Not cool. Like, oh, you're not sex oh, with sick. other dudes. You're 15 and a virgin. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> so uh, he's like, you know what? I'm proud of you. And and it, there's a nice ending. That that story kind of ties up at that scene. Right. They're um, friends. They're and... friends again, and she's like, oh, thanks, Dad, and all that. Yeah. Um. By this point, he's developed a relationship with Darcy. Darcy's going. Darcy and him are going strong, and he's getting the. The guilt is creeping on up to him. Because she's thinking stuff like, don't fall for a guy at work. Yeah, she's like, oh, you can't do this. He's such a nice guy. Don't fall for a guy like uh, this. Her ex-husband, she met at work, and he was like intimidated by how successful she was. Mm. And that sort of ties into how he's being. Yeah. And he guiltily knows that. Because he heard her think that. But of course, he's acting like the best guy ever, because mm. he knows exactly what to say. Yeah, but he kind of makes these corrections to his own character as mm. he hears them. And he realizes, like, I'm a better person for for changing myself in this way. Yeah. And there comes a point where he's like, look, I've got to tell you, love, I've been... So she gets fired because he's stealing all of her ideas. And that that's probably the that's... lowest point in the film. Yeah. End of the third act. He's terribly guilty. He's very low. And uh, he says to his boss, like, why'd you fire her? You have to call her up right now and give, give her that job back. And the boss is like, I can't. I told the board and everything. He's like, you know what? I've been stealing her ideas the whole time. So like, if you don't call her up right now, like we won't have this Nike deal or whatever the deal is that mm-hmm. they've got. And he's like, okay, fine, and called her up. Um, but then she didn't answer any of the calls, so he has to go to her house and be like, look, you've got your job back. And she's like, what? No, I don't. Like, why would I have my job back? And he's like, you'd have your job back because I was stealing all of your ideas. He tells her then and there, like, I can hear your thoughts. Does she believe him? She does believe She him. is saying, like, what? Like, a few characters are like, wow, it's like you're a mind reader. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Yeah. Mad. Yeah, they, they drop a lot of those throughout it. But no, this stage, this is when he's like, look, I have this power. I can hear you. Um, and then she's like, he's like, okay, yeah, so you have your job back. And she's like, well, in that case, if I have my job back, you're fired. So she does a big 180. And he's like, you know what? It's fair. Yeah, I did, I did some bad things. Because he's grown, he doesn't need his job to be a man, you know, mm. realises he can just... And he, and he stays going out with her then. Yeah. Is the implication he becomes a stay-at-home dad then? It's like a sub-dom relationship. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh, but don't let me firing you get in the way of us. And he's like, like okay. <laughs> I feel like, like, uh, it's something that might get in the way of us. Especially the, even him, like, obviously deflating his ego and becoming yeah, a real yeah. down-to-earth guy. That is still, like, Ooh, I can't look past the fact that you fired me, though. It's a little cruel. <laughs> I mean, I was nice to... It's like, I, I told you the truth. I went to great lengths to get yeah. you your job back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the end. They kiss down the end, isn't it? 
Yeah, they had a good kiss. Um, and it, so his power gets taken away from him. He gets struck by lightning again in some alleyway <laughs> when he's trying to find the suicidal girl's house. Right, yeah, yeah, And yeah. he finds that she didn't actually kill herself. So that's, yeah, that's the film in a nutshell. That's basically it, yeah. Tell you what, let's have an intermission between yeah. our double feature. Yeah, let's do it. Break. Welcome to the second half. And we've covered off what women want. What, women what do want? men want? They want? According to that film, they want gay sex. They want gay sex and think about farts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of men thinking about farts. Yeah, I just farted. I hope no one smelled that. It's like, what women want? Like, women were sort of mysterious, you know? Mm. But men are often presented as quite simple. Yeah. So don't we already know what men want? <laughs> yeah. They want smash and puss. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but then there was the one guy who was uh, the main love interest, mm. and she was like, Will, was it? Yeah, Will. A gin jockey. They were playing pool, and uh, there's this attractive lady who walks by, and she's she's like, Oh, you're good at pool, and then uh, Henson goes, I bet all the ladies say that to you, and he's like, Why would? And he thinks in his head. Why would I waste one second of my time on her? <laughs> when, when I, when I can think about Henson. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and that's it's counterpointed by, she's there with her friend's fiance. Who's thinking about other women. Yeah, and he's like, damn, gotta tap that ass. <coughs> he's basically thinking, like, man, I love cheating. Yeah. I'm gonna cheat again soon. I'm such I'm probably, a cheater. I'm gonna cheat after we're married as well. Hell yeah. I should change my name to Cheetah McGee. I love cheating. Yeah. <laughs> So there was that bit of the story where she could hear one of her friend's fiancés and then they get married, or there's a wedding at the end. I think we should uh, roll it back a bit. Yeah, to when she gets So we we talked a bit about it at the start, but up to where she gets her powers. Yeah. She gets her powers a little different. She goes goes out with her mates to the, the, I think it's the... the, Some shaman. I I want to say bridal shower, but what I think I mean is a hen night. Hen party, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of different parties that go on. Um... Yeah, she so the shaman comes in, and I didn't recognize the, the lady who played the shaman, but I think er, it was, Erica Badu. Who she is she is she some sort of comedic woman? No, she's a famous music man. Oh, is she a yeah. music woman? Woman, <laughs> you might say. <laughs> yeah, so the shaman comes in. She drinks some tea with crack in it or something. Yeah, and they go out and have a mad night. Yeah, and she's Henson's she's loving lit. it. Yeah, Henson Ali. Ali Henson, and she's yeah. dancing around, and then she then she'd only bonk her head off the stage. Mm-hmm. Wakes up the next morning in hospital, and then she can hear the bloody doctor thinking about, "Thank God, yeah. thank God she's alive. I can kill another one." Yeah, it's like I shouldn't drink on the job anymore. Just do cocaine. Just cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> she's hearing all this. And that's the same as Gibbo's thing. She's like, "Oh, that's too personal to say that." He's like, "I didn't say." Yeah, but I think she realizes a lot quicker that mm. she has the power because she's with her assistant. Mm. An interesting thing with the assistant. The assistant is, I think he, he's a beta male, sort of, mm. and he gets bossed around by her. Yeah. I think that's to show her dominance over men, yeah. or sort of her attitude towards men. Mm. But he's also, he's like, he's gay, and she calls him, she tells him he's not a real man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a homophobic slam for that. That reminds me, there's another bit in the Gibson one where the maid was like, um, you should date a woman who wears real underwear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's such he, a weird thing to gatekeep about. And then, and then he goes, what, like you? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Heno's there, she's got this power, and her assistant picks her up and drives her work. And then immediately he figures out she's reading his thoughts. Because she's responding to she, stuff that she's he's thinking. He says, like, thinks one thing, she responds to it, and he goes, oh my god, can you read my thoughts? And she yeah. goes, yeah, I can read your thoughts. And this is within, like, five minutes. Of and the then they, they're just like, ah! They're yeah. both screaming in the car, one of those scenes, you know? a shouty scene, yeah. She does a lot of kind of shouty... Yeah. Uh, remember when she rapes that guy? <laughs> yeah, so the sex scene in the Henson movie was a lot more and This is the scene, aggressive. the same beast we see in uh, the Gibson film, where they have to have the sex scene where they become better at sex by listening to the man. Mm-hmm. But before that, they have a scene demonstrating how she's not listening to him. She's not listening to him, and, and she's, she's just... She's like, she basically... It. Yeah, she like... <laughs> it looks a lot like she rapes him, because he's all like making faces like, oh, I'm hating this, and yeah. she's just riding the bits out of him. Mm-hmm. And then... And then she, she falls asleep. She gets her rocks off and she falls comes asleep. and falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, like so a man she's would. The man there. <laughs> yeah. But then in the next bit, when she can hear what he's thinking, she she goes for the same aggressive tactic, and he's like thinking like, "Whoa, she needs to calm down. What's going on here?" I think she if she just looked at his face, and yeah, he's like, until, oh, yeah. oh. like, you don't have to read a mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he likes this. Why is he crying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, she gets her mind reading powers. She's freaked out, la 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 la. Yeah. And she goes back to the back to the psychic lady who gave her the crack tea, mm. and she's the one who tells her, "Hey, use this power to use it well, yeah. Beat those men." Yeah, exactly. And so then she's like, "Aha, of course." So she's in. She's in work. She's beating the men. But she, yeah, she, yeah, she didn't really use her power to steal ideas like Mel Gibson did. No, she, she more she to, uses like, it to find out about a secret poker game. Yeah. I should say, the MacGuffin in this film is she needs to sign this up-and-coming college basketball star called Jamal. Jamal. Yeah. And he's he's being guarded by his agent slash father, played Tracy by Tracy Morgan. Morgan. And um, so the, the real, her real goal is to appease Tracy Morgan so he'll let Jamal sign with her. Exactly. So one of the things she does is this guy who she's seeing, she pretends that, she's, uh, that they're married. Yeah. Um, so that she can seem like a family woman. Because Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Morgan loves says he's a family man Sunday's family day yeah. but she gets him to have a meet go to, to a game of her yeah. under the guise of her being a family woman yeah so there's a couple of funny scenes where she doesn't know the age of oh, the kid yeah we should talk about the kid yeah so um, the guy's a single father so after she kids. rapes Will the yeah. guy from the bar who's her main love interest yeah the next morning the kid is next to the bed she doesn't know he's a kid and he has her underpants on his head yeah wearing a mask <laughs> and he's like I found your mask and she's like oh my god and like she she sees a picture of him and a wife turns out it's his dead or his dead wife but yeah. he, she she freaks out oh you're married yes. and your kid's got my underpants in his face and she freaks out and legs out of there and after she leaves Will's like damn yeah. And then Will's like, you the, get the, to explain. the kid goes, I knew that wasn't a mask. <laughs> so they're like, it's like a six-year-old kid, and they make him horny. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird move. Yeah, that is weird. This horny child. <laughs> he's, he's loving smelling that puss. <laughs> yeah, so with the love interest, uh, eventually he finds out that he's being used just to as a prop, basically, him and his son, to appear like a family man. Yeah. And he gets pissed off with her. And she does a lot of learning from that experience. Yeah, that's a bit... That's like... They all, all these films, there's always a low point the main character is when their lie is exposed. Mm. And they have to have, take a long, hard look at themselves. 
and then all the things they've learned through having this power kind of consolidate mm. and they change and they're able they usually lose their power around this point as well yeah and they change but they're a good person now and they can fix everything yeah so that is kind of the arc with that story is like it's a happily ever after romantic thing in the end where he gives her a, a third chance yeah um, she bakes a cake for the child yeah and then with the Jamal story so alright so she this is this is how she gets ahead and work Instead of using her power to steal good ideas or ads and industry knowledge and stuff like that, she uses her power to find out about a secret poker game where they're going to have a meeting with Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. And she Which turned... Shaquille O'Neal is at, by the way. Is that? Oh, that was Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal yeah. and uh, the owner of the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Well, there you go. The yeah. trivia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she has this poker game that she's not... It's a secret poker game she's been excluded to. She mentions it earlier that she thinks it's a secret poker game. And then one guy thinks about the poker game and she obviously... Comes she's out. like, any meetings with Tracy Morgan? And he's like, no, none. Except for the secret poker game <laughs> in his head. Yeah. Uh, so she turns up uninvited. I, this is kind of funny bit, actually, because the guy answers the door and he's like... Oh, what are you... Hey! And in his head, he's like, what the hell is she doing here? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm so glad I finally got invited to poker. And he's like, I invited you? She's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I did. <laughs> it's like, he's too awkward to say. <laughs> yeah. she, she absolutely gets him there. Yeah. And then she goes in, and of course, she's, she's winning at poker because she can read... There's a good bit of... She can read everyone's mind on the table. They use this as a vehicle to do a good bit of mind-reading jokes. Yeah. The kind of funny thing about Tracy Morgan's character is, like, all the lads are talking, thinking about their poker hands, mostly. Mm. But Tracy Morgan's thinking about random shit. Yeah, he's a bit of a clown. That's a good bit for Tracy Morgan to do his kind of classic, likeable, funny Tracy Morgan stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm, I smell toast. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'm... Just have toast in my pocket. Oh, yeah. God. Well, everyone else is like, right, I've got 12 outs if I get the flop here. <laughs> so anyway, she dominates poker, but she lets Tracy Morgan win the big hand at the end, yeah, even though she's going to beat him. Which he loves. He doesn't know that he's been let to win, but... Yeah, but she's absolutely manipulating him. Right? Yeah, so he's gassed. He's and, loving it. And him. he kind of, he admires her moxie as well, because she's mm. making bold hands. Yeah, yeah. So she's getting on well, but then... That gets her in then to the meeting they had with Jamal, where they're going to show... Jamal, the talent they need to sign, they're going to show him the video. They're going to make a brand for him, and they yeah. have a video to show him. She gets to go to that meeting then. And the video is gutter trash. It's it, like a 90s... 90s rap video. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty racist. Yeah, and Tracy Morgan and Jamal are quite offended by it. But she... And she can read, obviously, that they're offended by yeah. it. And she starts reading some of what they're thinking. Like, Jamal goes, Oh, all I want right now is a coffee. So she grabs one of the She makes a coffee. speech, and she ends it with, like, We can do anything you need be simple as a cup of coffee yeah and she gives yeah one of the other guys at the meeting gives him their cup of coffee like and he's like yeah brilliant he's like word i love coffee <laughs> yeah. and he's like, not bothered at all that it's like another man's coffee that's probably gone a bit cold now exactly <laughs> it's yeah. not that good i'm like surely if he had coffee like there was coffee at the table he could have just gotten a coffee as well they surely would have offered him a coffee yeah um another thing that bothered me about that she's not really using her powers to great effect there because they're watching a movie, and it should be that she learns that they don't like it because she can hear read the thoughts. Yeah. But she knows that they don't like it because it's really obviously shit. She's exactly. all like reacting like, mm, that's not yeah. good. Why are you doing that? Yeah. She would have done that anyway. Exactly. <laughs> the it's just the coffee thing that she. Yeah, she only just she gave them the right. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they, they they slipped up there. I think. Yeah, but that somehow wins Jamal over, and he's willing to sign with. Henson's company. It's more like actually at that bit that it, Tracy Morgan and Jamal are more. They'll kind of like her. Yeah. And then she, then she has the, she said, invites him to a game. 
the Hawks game. Yeah. And there's a famous basketballer that comes in then. Yeah, and who's that? Jamal. Do you know? Uh, I can't remember him now. Martin plays basketball. Yeah, Do you guys like, know Martin can dunk? Yeah, and kickflip. And this is going to be in the Martin quiz at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Like when we finish doing the podcast, it'll be a quiz on both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have time to answer questions. Yeah. Can Martin. And he can also kickflip, yeah. Simultaneously. Um, we digress. Uh, me, yeah, whatever. Me, it's just a cameo for the famous guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It doesn't really Jamal, matter the plot. Jamal's like, oh my god, I'm meeting this guy. It's insane. Mm. And he's really happy. It's not really important. No. Uh, but the important thing is she invites Tracy Morgan to the game on Sunday. He can't go. He said it's family day. She says, oh, I have a family. There's the guy I raped. Who <laughs> is, for some reason, in my office. <laughs> he turned up to give her back something. Oh, she lost her driver's license. That was it. And the kid stuck. <laughs> well, the kid was messing with her panties. He also took her driver's license. Oh, yeah. So they, they go to the, the game. They have a skybox. Which I, I, I'd love to do that. Mm. A skybox. I don't yeah. like sports at all. But That'd be cool. I could go to the skybox. Yeah. I could just mooch around snacking and have yeah. a little sip of some San Peregrino or something. Exactly. Um, skybox. They're doing a whole dance. This, this, this comes up in a lot of films. Mm. It's usually a man pretending. No, it's not always that. It's usually a woman pretending to have a boyfriend. But it's the classic stuff. She can't, doesn't know how old the kid is. She's acting like Will doesn't know, the rapey doesn't know that mm. she's pretending he's his husband. So he's like, hmm, what? So and she's built up this big situation. Yeah. It's, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Situational comedy. <laughs> and it's working for her. It does um, work, yeah. Jamal. Jamal then, though, he gets an offer from China. Mm. Um, Tracy Morgan, Jamal's dad, decides that he should go to China because they offer him more money. Yeah. Because one of the white men... Oh, in the company as well, all the other agents are white, except for maybe one black guy. Oh, yeah. I think the problem might be that she's a woman. It's that she's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. But anyway. Uh, yeah. One the white guy betrays her. Mm-hmm. Or the company. Mm. Stabs in the back, cuts his rate, and signs Jamal to China. Yeah. And this is the low point in the film. The big chauvinistic boss is like, you fucked up. Even though she did really good work in getting all those meetings with him. Yeah, he's like, like, really good relationship with him. All of that is erased. You fucked up. And it's not even like she fucked up. The guy backstabbed. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) That wasn't her fault at all. I know. But she gets in trouble. Did she get fired, I think? Or she nearly loses her job. He says he's not going to fire her Mm. because she's a woman. And he goes, because of the other thing too. And she's like, oh, because I'm black? And he's like, yeah. No, it's like, oh, I wouldn't say that. That would be racist. Yeah, so yeah. he is kind of saying it's because she's black in that yeah. point. Uh, he's but, a bit of a sleazy guy. La, 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 la. So she, and also, at this point, she has a big blow-up right after that happens. Mm. Uh, she's may have lost her job. And then she goes to her friend's wedding. And yeah. she gets up on stage and she calls out her cheating husband. Yeah, she calls, and then she calls out a few people, doesn't she? For cheating, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of them, their husband was cheating with loads of people. Oh no, the fiance, they weren't getting married. Their fiance was a serial cheater, planning yeah. on more cheating. He got with his wife to be his cousin. Yeah, and she was at the wedding to. and she could read all his thoughts about her. Yeah, and she so she blows him up. He gets called out, and then she, another one. She's like, oh yeah, well your husband's been sucking his friend's dick. Yeah, <laughs> and that blows up. And then a big fight breaks out at the wedding. It was like a little bit unnecessary airing of grievances, mm. I think. And she, like, she does it like right before the I do's. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She's a bridesmaid. And, waited. and her assistant is there as well for some reason. Yeah, and she gets in a fight with him. She's like, you're not my friend. Yeah, oh, that's her. That's her. And he gets it? pissed. The assistant's story is cool as well. Like, he's, I like his story, yeah. So Pete Davidson is in it. Ariana Grande's old boy. 
Oh yeah. And uh, he his thoughts are like he acts like this real laddish kind of slobby stoner character. Yeah. And, and like whenever he sees them walk by, mm. he's like he's like oh you guys grinding up my day. Yeah. And she assumes she can hear him thinking like damn I'd love to tap that. And yeah. she's like, damn, he likes me. Yeah, exactly. But then it's revealed later on that he's been actually, because t- she's always with her assistant. So it's actually, he's been having gay lust for her assistant the whole yeah. time. So um, that, that goes well. So that, she, she ended up matching them. Yeah. And that's kind of what saves their relationship in the end. Yeah. Oh, and she's also not letting him be an agent, but then she does at the end. She does at the end because at the end, so yeah. So Jamal wants to go to China, but she remembers him thinking, Oh, what I actually want to do is play play some pickup basketball at Huntington at Huntington's Park. He like, seven. <laughs> you know, he basically says the full address of his park. Like, what an odd thought to have. <laughs> I know. Drinking your cold coffee with someone else's <laughs> spit in it. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes to that court. Anyway. Well, before that happens, though, at the wedding, she falls over, bonks her head again, and loses her powers. Mm, mm. So she's no powers, lowest point, and so how she gets it back is she goes to the park. Yeah, she goes to the park, meets in the. Um, she knew he'd be there, obviously, because he had that weirdly specific thought, <laughs> and uh, manages to convince him. She's like, "Do what you want to do," mm-hmm. um, and he ends up staying. And like, he's like, "What I want to do is play in this hometown." Yeah, he's all about like, like this is where I grew up. Want to give props to my hometown. All yeah. this quite nice sentiment of him. So he ends up staying anyway, and she gets the deal back. So like, her boss is happy again. So they have this scene at the end, right? Everyone, mm. she's the hero. He's gonna throw her the ball to make her a partner. Yeah. But she catch it, and she's like, "Well, guess what, bitch? I'm starting my own company." She, she starts her own company. She takes her assistant with her. And also, one of the white guys who was like, who was supportive. Of he was, he was like, outwardly a dick, but he's like, "No, I always vote for you. I'm a numbers guy. You, you're good." He yeah. was like, he appreciated her value. Yeah, he was all business, no friendship. Yeah, yeah. So he was good. Well, he he was a merit meritocracy guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? He was an actual meritocracy guy. So she takes him, fucks over the company, and um, then she wins back Will. Yep. The guy she raped uh, <laughs> <laughs> by bringing his son a cake. And yeah. then he goes, Oh, that's not enough. And she goes, Ah, go on, give me another chance. He's give like, me, And he's yeah. like, Okay, yeah, that is enough. Then. She's like, Give me a second chance. And he's like, It's a third chance. Like, give me a third chance. He's like, Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And she, make, yeah, she makes the gay lad her assistant uh, an agent as well. And it's a happy ending, mm. and they walk off to a park, and she, her agency is called like "Damn." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's 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 an initialization, or actually an, uh, an, an acronym. acronym. Yeah, uh, it's something like Darcy and Management or something. Yeah. And, she, and he go, and Will goes, "You do realize that's that's spelled damn?" <laughs> and she she gives him she doesn't say she knows, but she gives him a look, look like that's what I was going. <laughs> like, isn't that great? <laughs> It's like, You're right. it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, there's the, those are the films, guys. You don't have to go see them now. You can just pretend you have. Yeah. And, uh, use her. If you have seen them, maybe we enhanced. We're enhancers, yeah. By giving our insights. I'd like to sort of speak a bit about this. Oh, yeah, we should mention. This is the third film in the What People Want expanded cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Because there was a Chinese version of What Women Want made in 2011. Which we are going to review. <laughs> um, Maybe as a bonus we'll put that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's very faithful to the Mel, Mel Gibson original. So, uh, except they tone it down a bit because it's China. Like they take out the sex scenes. Yeah, it's a um, lot more authoritarian. But yeah, so this is like the most recent film in a trend that's hot right now of Lady Reboots. Mm. Did we speak about this at the start? Or did we speak about this off mic at the start? I can't remember if it was off or on mic, but um, you know, there's a few 
there was another one I heard. So there's Lady Ghostbusters, big one. Uh, there's Ocean's, Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8. I like that one. Um, there's, you know the film Splash? No. Uh, I think it's about Tom Hanks falling in love with a mermaid. Okay. But they're doing a version where it's, a, it's a hot dude yeah. as the merman. Yeah. And there's a, a, a hot girl who falls in love with him. Nice. And get this, uh, in, in production is a lady version of Lord of the Flies. Yeah, which I don't know. I find that very weird. <laughs> so all the films are like the rom coms. They're easily swappable. They work. But mm-hmm. Lord of the Flies, they're all I feel like. First of all, the oldest there's like six. The age range of Lord of the Flies is six to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so they need like little girls, <laughs> and then they descend into savagery. Usually in the films where they gender swap it, they're doing something good. But yeah. the lads are doing very bad things on that island. I think what men want and what women want, though, that's asking for a gender swap. Like, that's yeah. a good... Yeah. That's the time where, like, the premise is, like, on men. And then it's like, oh, let's do another one that's on women this time. Another Whereas, thing, actually, they, they tease in um, What Men Want. That they go, there's a scene where you go, well, now we know what women want. We know what men want. Mm. <laughs> What's next? What the boys want? So that's probably going to be the next And thing. they more or less just look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming to cinema near you. <laughs> I thought like you'd be able to read a, a male boy's mind. Pretty easily. Like with the men reading power who include boys. Yeah, I was like, what would you do with that? <laughs> like, yeah, for some reason she could read the boy's mind. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, he probably wasn't thinking much. He's thinking about getting those panties on his face again. <laughs> little pervert. Oh. Uh, out of ten, I would give What Women Want a six. I'm and more a five, I think. A five. What men want uh, a five. Oh, sorry. I'm what what men want a five and yeah. what women want a six. So I, I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Will we wrap it up there then? Mm-hmm. We've given you a good, good, good old uh, meandering episode. Yeah, there's <laughs> not much flow to that. I don't know. Let us know. I guess let us know if you like this sort of content. <laughs> we're happy to do more of it, but if you don't like it, then... we'll probably have an equally meandering one next week as well. <laughs> we'll be in New York, New York. Exactly. Not much research. All right, whatever, guys. Get out of here.